This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and I'm a board-certified emergency critical care veterinary specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about how we can minimize the stress and the fear of when your dog or cat visits the ER. We'll be right back after these messages. like to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Pretty Litter. A bag of Pretty Litter weighs four pounds, and it's really lightweight. Most litter weighs between 20 to 40 pounds. It's also long-lasting. One bag of Pretty Litter lasts an entire month for one cat. It's also got built-in health monitoring. It keeps tabs on your cat's health by changing color if it detects potential health issues. Pretty Litter is delivered straight to your door every month with free shipping, so it's hassle-free and convenient. Go to prettylittercats.com slash ervet and use the promo code ervet for 20% off your first subscription order. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for joining us today. Today, I was going to talk about why the ER is stressful and what are some tips we can implement as pet owners to help reduce the amount of fear or stress when you have to bring your dog or the cat to the ER. Now, the first thing to remember is when you're bringing your dog or your cat to the ER vet, it is a little bit more stressful because we ER vets have no long-term relationship with you. In other words, you've never seen us before. We didn't do your dog's puppy vaccine series. We haven't seen you every single year for the past five to 10 years. So I can totally understand why it's stressful to meet a new doctor, but it's also stressful to your dog or cat because there's different smells in the emergency room. The other reason why the ER can be stressful is because depending on the day or hour or holiday that you go to the ER vet, there can be really long waits in the emergency room. And that's because dogs and cats are triaged based on the severity of illness. What does that mean? That means you may be waiting for a long time if your dog or cat doesn't have a life-threatening condition. In other words, we're going to see the most critically ill or the most life-threatening emergencies first. And then we're going to see them in order of how stable they are. So I always say an easy way of minimizing your stress in the ER is be prepared for a long wait. Sometimes it actually helps to call the ER vet and ask the receptionist how long the wait is. And I always recommend bringing a book, a phone charger, a laptop, a laptop charger, some snacks, some water for yourself so you can help be prepared for that long wait. Another reason why the ER can be stressful is because it's unpredictable. We don't know how long the wait's going to be. And just to warn you, emergency rooms are always busiest on Sundays and holidays. Obviously, don't wait if your dog or cat is having a life-threatening emergency. If they're having difficulty breathing, get them to the ER vet right away. We always want to be able to assess them right away to make sure they're stable. 
The next reason why the ER can be stressful is because the waiting room is really emotional. Everyone's really stressed out. Some owners may be crying because of the decisions that they're making, whether or not that's an end of life decision. It's also a really fast paced environment. There's a lot of stress going on because of acute disease. And so between all those factors, your dog or your cat may actually pick up on the stress. The reason why I wanted to talk about this today on ER Vet is because I want to make sure we're doing everything we can to help adopt something called fear-free. And that means we're trying to minimize the amount of stress that your dog or cat is undergoing. Now, most of the time, this works best when you have advanced notice. In other words, it works best when you're bringing your dog or cat into your general practitioner or your family veterinarian for vaccines. This is a little bit harder to do in the ER because we've had no chance to prepare your dog or cat. In other words, a lot of times you don't know you're going to go into the ER until your dog or cat is having a problem. So you may not have time to pre-medicate them with a sedative. Or maybe your pet's having a medical condition like vomiting, so you're unable to use food as a reward. The reason why I'm passionate about educating owners on how we can implement a fear-free experience, even in the ER, is because stress is bad. It actually causes hormones to be released from the body, such as cortisol, epinephrine, or glucagon. And these are going to stimulate the body. It's going to cause the heart rate to be elevated, the blood pressure to be elevated. It may affect the blood pressure or even how the kidneys work. It can affect inflammation in the body. So we always want to try to minimize that stress. Unfortunately, what your dog or cat may be experiencing could be fear, anxiety, stress, or even pain. So what can we do to help minimize that? Well, the first place to start is if you're even thinking about going into the ER vet, please make sure not to feed your dog or your cat anything, not even water, before you get to the clinic. The main reason why is because sometimes we have to run certain tests. Sometimes it's actually contraindicated, which means you're not supposed to do it. You're not supposed to give them any food or water, especially if they're vomiting or they're having a medical problem or they might need surgery. So the first thing again is don't feed your dog or cat anything before you go to the vet. The second thing is if you're being referred from your veterinarian, talk to your veterinarian about whether or not your dog or cat should be sedated before they leave your veterinary clinic and go to the ER. That may actually help minimize some of the stress. So I always say, don't wait to medicate. If possible, we do want pet owners to be able to sedate prior to coming into the ER. And there are certain drugs like trazodone, gabapentin, lots of safe medications that you can give orally or your vet can give orally to your dog or cat before they even ship them to the emergency room. The second thing that can help minimize the stress in the ER is I always like to keep my patients with their pet owners as long as possible. Because the ER is an unfamiliar environment, because you guys don't know me, you don't know my staff, we can help minimize that fear or anxiety by keeping the pet with you in the waiting room or in your own personal emergency room. When in doubt, you can always ask the front desk staff and say, hey, is it okay if we wait in an exam room? It'll be quieter for my dog or cat. This is especially important if you're bringing a cat because no cat wants to hear barking dogs or smell dogs in the waiting room. The next important part of minimizing stress or fear in the ER is check to see if your emergency vet actually has fear moans such as feel away or adaptal. 
These are medications that you can't smell. And don't worry, cats can only smell cat pheromones and dogs can only smell dog pheromones. But these are great natural products or chemical derivatives that help minimize stress to your dog or cat. In fact, if you ever see samples at your veterinarian's clinic, make sure to grab a few because you can always wipe the cat carrier prior to bringing your dog or your cat to the emergency room, or you can spray it on something familiar like a handkerchief or a towel. Before we continue with this week's topic, let's talk about how to accessorize your pet's life. If you're celebrating an upcoming birthday or adoption day for your four-legged friend, deck out your party with new Molly and Bandit pet party accessories. This is a great line of party products that are designed specifically for your dog or cat. They're wearables for your pups, including adjustable party hats, bow ties, and tutus. The photo prop kits include funny glasses and hats, so this will be perfect if your pet is popular on Instagram. Check out all the great pet party products, again, at mollyandbanditpetparty.com slash petlife. We're talking about how we can implement a fear-free experience when you bring your dog or your cat into the emergency room. We've already talked about doing things like keeping your pet with you in the exam room or going to an emergency vet that may use products such as pheromones to help minimize the stress, talking to your veterinarian about whether or not you should give a sedative before you even go into the emergency vet. Now we wanted to talk about a couple of things if your pet ends up being admitted into the hospital. Now, if your dog or your cat ends up being hospitalized in the ER vet, there are a couple of things that we can do to help make that visit better. What do I mean? Well, if you know your dog is super, super anxious when you visit and has severe separation anxiety, your dog may actually do better if you don't visit them while they're in the ER vet. You can always talk to the staff to see how your dog reacted after you left. In other words, they'll tell you if your dog is worse after you visited. Some dogs and cats really appreciate that visit. I always think it's important, especially for cat owners to visit, but when in doubt, communicate with the staff to find out if the visit actually helped calm down your pet or it made it worse. The next thing you can do is if you know or worry that your dog or cat is gonna be hospitalized, please make sure to bring something that they love. In other words, their favorite snacks or their favorite dog food or cat food, their favorite bed, or even a t-shirt that you're wearing that will have the smell of you in the house so you can leave it in the cage with them. Now, I am gonna give you a heads up. I always warn people when they leave things at the hospital, there's a chance it can get lost in laundry forever. So if it's something really valuable or that you have a lot of attachment to, please don't leave it. Just know it can get lost in laundry forever. The next thing I like to do is if your dog or cat is hospitalized and you've gotten the okay from the ER vet or the veterinarian to feed them, try bringing in some enticing treats. So what are some enticing treats? Microwaved pieces of hot dog, even Egg McMuffins in small amounts, Temptations cat treats, their favorite type of canned food. You can even ask while you're visiting if you can feed your dog or cat because sometimes they'll eat it out of your hand instead of my hand. So you always wanna make sure to bring in some goodies. Now in the ER, we always make sure to try to tempt dogs and cats to eat. So we'll offer Gerber meat-based baby food, chicken breasts, canned chicken, even canned tuna. So don't worry, we're definitely trying to tempt your dog or cat to eat, but sometimes it helps if you bring a couple of those palatable snacks. Now this tip is for cat owners. If you are gonna splurge on a cat carrier, 
please consider getting one of the soft-sided carriers with the zip open covers. I really love these because it's really, really easy for you to be able to open up the lid without causing any kind of trauma. And it also makes it easier for you to gently lift your cat out instead of having to dump them out of a cat carrier. So to be quite honest, I'm not a huge fan of plastic carriers. If you're gonna buy them, it's totally fine, but make sure they're the type that have an easy to remove lid. In other words, they don't have eight to 20 different screws to unscrew it, but they just have one or two or three latches where you can easily lift that lid off. That's a great way of minimizing the stress in the ER vet too. The next important thing is creating the mood. I always like to make sure that I leave some type of blanket or t-shirt in my cat's cage or my feline patients. I like to keep them in a quiet room. In other words, a ward or a room just for cats. I also like to make sure that really shy cats have a hide spot or even a box. And you can request this. Say, I want a cardboard box for my cat to be able to hide in. This is a great way for them to be able to have a little hide spot. In fact, I'll actually sometimes cover it with a t-shirt so they can still smell your t-shirt. So this is really important for cats. I also like to make sure that the room is dark and that it usually has some type of quiet radio station on like NPR or classical music that's going to minimize the stress for your cat. Now, if you have to take your cat or your dog to the ER, make sure that we're implementing fear-free techniques. Talk to your veterinarian or the emergency staff on sedating your cat or dog if necessary. We obviously wanna minimize the amount of sedation, but sometimes it helps remove that fear, stress, and anxiety. Remember, you can always talk to your veterinarian first before they refer you to the ER vet about lightly sedating your cat or dog so it minimizes that stress. Remember, make sure to be prepared when you go into the emergency room. Keep your dog with you the whole time, as long as you can in the exam room. Make sure to bring their favorite t-shirt or their favorite snacks. When in doubt, try not to feed your dog or cat any food or water without checking with your ER vet first to make sure that it's okay to feed them because we don't know if we need to take them to surgery or if they have to have an empty stomach. When in doubt, if you do have an aggressive dog or one that needs to be muzzled, it's actually worth buying your own cloth muzzle and having one at home so you can acclimate your dog to it. When in doubt, please always warn the staff and say, hey, do you mind if I muzzle my dog? We really appreciate that just so no one's bitten. And it also really helps when you train your dog to its own muzzle. Our ultimate goal as veterinarians is to minimize the stress if your dog or cat has to go to the ER. I sometimes think that it helps with a faster recovery. It makes your dog happier. It makes your cat less stressed while they're in the hospital. It also makes the staff of the hospital happier too. So our ultimate goal is we wanna be able to work with you to make sure that your dog or cat has a fear-free, stress-free visit when they come to the ER. Now, there's actually a website called Fear Free where the mission is to alleviate fear, anxiety, and stress in pets and to help educate and inspire the people that care for them. This is really important because our goal is to treat your dog or cat and make sure they return to you as happy and as healthy as possible. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee, or email me any of your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we'd like to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. Remember, if you do have to visit the ER, keep it as stress-free as possible. 
We'll see you at the next episode. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.